Can you imagine your life where money is your friend, working with you to achieve all your dreams and desires? If you struggle seeing money as your friend, then join Kathy Cook Noble, financial advisor and educator on understanding how your money can work for you. It is possible. Now, here is Financially Speaking with Kathy Cook Noble. Good afternoon and welcome to the Inspired Choices Network. You are listening to Financially Speaking. I am your host, Kathy Cook Noble. And today we're going to talk about protect and insure. And most people, when you hear the word insure in any way, they kind of give you a funny look or get shivers or or try and avoid eye contact and talk to you. So it's I think people are even more stressed about talking about insurance than they are talking about finances. But we're going to take it on today anyway. And that's because on Financially Speaking, we tr- we break down all what we think is complicated financial topics and we make them easy to understand and easy for you to apply to your own life because you really can understand your own finances. You are, are certainly capable of comprehending all that you've got and how to have a plan and put it together and, and work with an advisor uh, on your own. Uh, my day job is as a financial advisor and I have a bookkeeping uh, business, so we work in finance all day. And we, we do the same thing in our practice that we do on the show here, and that is break it down, explain it so you understand it, and just put a plan in place for you that makes sense for you because everybody is different. And it's it's funny because I'll I'll have people ask me questions about different things and in, in finances, and, and you could be an identical twin sister married to an identical twin other <laughs> like twins marrying twins and they're still different so twins are are not the same financially twins are not the same in many other ways i know that but uh, from a financial point of view no two people are the same so don't don't start comparing yourself and don't continue to compare yourself start to actually look at yourself as your yourself and your own family as your own family not your neighbors not your cousins not your siblings and just understand your own stuff because you have different needs so that is the the whole purpose, really, of our show here is to talk to people about their own situations and tackle topics that are actually of interest to you. So if there's anything out there that you have questions about or you're wondering about um, or you wish you could ask somebody without actually asking them and knowing that you're asking them, this is the perfect opportunity. You could send in your questions here and you can... Uh, ask your questions in, in comfort of anonymous if you want to, and we will answer them. So please feel free to do that. Uh, the other thing we're going to talk about today, um, when we talk about protect and insure, it's people think that you're talking about insurance, and, and in reality, we're we are we are talking about insurance, but it has nothing to do with your value or what you're worth, or or we're not trying to figure out. Um, life insurance and say, well, your life is worth this amount of money. It has nothing to do with you. And once you take the emotion out of it, just the way you take emotion out of investing, the once the emotion comes out and you're not tense or stressed about it, uh, then it becomes a lot easier and more comfortable for you. And emotional investing, just as a side note, uh, we really could do a show on emotional investing because that's really what gets people into trouble. They are riding this euphoric high when the market's up and they're all excited and then the market goes down and they're all stressed out and they pull their money out when it's down and then they see the market going up and they're like I should be in that and they put their money in when when it's up and 
And everybody's heard buy low, sell high, and emotional investing makes you sell low, buy high. And that is the exact opposite of what you want, which is uh, another really good reason, honestly, why you should be dealing with a professional advisor because uh, professionals are are supposed to <laughs> be trained and they they know this, so they're usually pretty good at it. I know I can't say everybody, there's no, there's no magic wand that says everybody is exactly like this, but... But professionals, especially professional money managers, are very disciplined and, and they don't get caught in the emotion and the euphoria of it. And they're always looking at the long term. Uh, they should always be looking at the long term plan. And the ones that I know are. So I know there's always stories out there. And the, those are the ones that usually get the papers and the attention. But the reality is majority of the people that are in the profession are very good at managing emotions, which in turn manages risk. So uh, that is something that you always want to be aware of when you're investing. And when we talk about insurance, people get emotional when you talk about insurance because they start to think of their mortality. And I, I completely understand that. Um, and they start to think of their health, and, and, and I get that too. And it's sometimes scary. And the reality of it is, if and this is what I, I like to remind people, uh, family, friends, and, and even new clients that I've just met, uh, it's really not about you. It's about the circumstances or the events that are that could happen or that are going to happen regardless of what you have for coverage. So if you are uninsured and you, with life insurance, for example, this is an easy one, and you pass away, um, that's happening anyway. So we all know that we're not getting out of here alive. But at some point, we all know the, the two things that are guaranteed are death and taxes. And nothing's changed. I'm not going to give you any insight or secret that's going to tell you that's different. It's still the same. But the, what I am going to tell you is the way it happens and the, the, the legacy or the estate that you leave behind is what is controllable for you. So for, for all of us, we have this ability and we have this opportunity to set our estate up to be what we want it to be and to make sure that we're doing something for the people we leave behind because uh, we've all been in a situation of being left behind and we know how devastating it is or how upsetting it is and how emotional it is. And we also know that it's not something that just, you know, in 24 hours it's over and you're back to normal. It's something that stays with you. So the idea of protecting and ensuring your income and is for your family and for you to make sure that you're making an easier transition for your family and your loved ones when, if it's life insurance, when you're leaving them behind, or if you get hurt and, or you're sick and you can't work and you lose your income, then you're making it easier on your family to adjust to helping you and looking after you rather than stressing about how they're going to buy groceries and pay for the mortgage. So that's what we're going to talk about today. And for any of you that are out there, that are looking for more information, I I am going to give a shameless plug uh, for the book that I wrote. It's All Ladies Should Use the F Word, A Guide to Loving Your Finances. There is a whole section and chapter on very plain language, understanding of insurance, life insurance. There is a whole section on understanding uh, concepts and in investing. This is not a book. If you're out there and you're thinking, I'm going to go buy this book and you're going to tell me what stocks to trade and how to make a million dollars in a week, that's not the book for you. The book is for you if you want to understand what the daily concepts are, if you want to know 
in plain language what term insurance is versus universal life versus whole life, that's the book you want to read because that's going to talk to you about the daily stuff. If you want to know what you should be doing just to get started by either getting a will or what a budget is and how to track your cash, that's the kind of book you want. This is not a book that is going to tell you what to invest in, when to invest, how to time the market. That's not something that I could tell you. What I can tell you is how to understand your money, how to understand your finances, and how to help you understand your estate. Because yes, you have one. Everybody has an estate. And it's it's funny how, and, and just talk to people and ask them if they have an estate or what their estate is. And you'd be surprised how many people say, oh, I don't really have anything or whatever. And I don't have a will. I don't need one. There's not much there. My sister will look after it. My my parents will look after it. I'm not married. I don't have kids. I don't need a will. Well, if you have a dog or a cat or if you have a house full of contents or you have an apartment full of contents or you own a car, you have an estate. If you are wearing clothes, you have an estate. There, You have stuff. And your estate is essentially just that. It's your stuff. So how do we protect it? How do we look after it? How do we ensure that what is going to happen when we're not here or when we're not capable of looking after it because we're hurt or we're sick, that it's going to be looked after correctly. So that's what this, this is the whole purpose of the book is to help break down the everyday plain language so that you can understand your stuff and feel a little bit more empowered that you can handle doing it yourself or you can at least feel confident going to talk to a professional advisor because now you're understanding a lot of the language and you can say, I just want to know how it applies to me because that's really what you care about. When you go in to see an advisor, they can talk to you in a, a higher macro level about what's happening in the markets and all this stuff. But your question is always, well, how does that relate to me? Like, how does this work into my plan? What does this do for me? How can I benefit? And how can I make this work for me? So those are um, those are the those are the people that if you're looking for a book to read and understand your finances, that's what I wrote it for. So there you have it. That's my little plug for the book. Um, All ladies should use the F word: a guide to loving your finances. And um, I always welcome comments and questions. And and of course, if you find a mistake in it, I always <laughs> happy to hear about that too because I I do know there's a there's a four I think there's three or four grammar or spelling mistakes that uh, that got missed on the first run. But you know what? Nothing's perfect, and that's okay. So there you have it. Um, so there's your challenge. You can find those three spots. But So today, we're going to talk about protecting and insuring. So what does that mean when I say protect and insure? Does it give you sort of the heebie-jeebies and you think, oh, I don't want to talk about this. This is a, a scary topic. or Or do you think... That's awesome. I'm so excited to talk about this because I really want to have my my estate in order because that will alleviate all the stress that I'm having because there's a lot of people out there that are walking around with the stress of saying, oh, I wish I had this organized. I'm so scared. If this isn't set up when I pass, then I don't want to leave a mess for my kids. Or if something ever happened to me, I don't want to have a mess for my spouse or my kids to have to look after. How are they going to look after me? How are they going to pay for my my medication, how are they going to pay for my the groceries and the mortgage if I can't work for six weeks or six months or a year? So that's what I talk, when I'm talking about protect and insure, uh, that's what I'm talking about. So how do you protect against that and how do you insure if it happens that you're protected and covered? Um, a few years ago, 
I did a show and I, I'm going to say it was back in March last year and it was called Go Fund Me or Go Fund Yourself. And the reason I said that is because we're probably all familiar with these GoFundMe sites and and uh, fundraising sites for uh, individuals that have come under hard times and or had a diagnosis or of some kind that's uh, devastating to the family or have had some devastating event take place in the family. And uh, these funding sites have come up because people aren't, insured and protected for anything that could happen to their family. So when I say when I say that you can fund yourself or prepare yourself, there's absolutely 100% truth in that. And I every time I see one of those sites, I, I have a, a little bit of a broken heart because I think that's so sad that that's something that could be protected against and, and those people could have been helped beforehand. So that is why I want to do today's show and say, you know what, how are we going to protect and insure? Because if we can do this before something happens, then we are so many steps ahead for our family and for ourselves. And and if you think of it like this, instead of thinking about it as yourself, think about it as yourself as, you know, the ATM or the, the income provider in the family. So all we're doing is we're talking about how are we going to protect and insure the income and the ATM machine. And that's you. So we're just going to talk about that. Same as we would, you know, you have to have automotive insurance. You have to have um, home home insurance. And uh, you know what? You pay your car insurance every year. And at the end of the year, you've paid your premiums and you're excited because you didn't have an accident. You didn't have to claim on it. So I kind of look at it the same way. If I set something up and I didn't become disabled, didn't get hurt, didn't get sick, at the end of the year, I'm pretty happy that I, I won in life. That's my, my reward is that I'm, I'm healthy and, and everything's good. So, but I have protection placed just in case. So that's the, that's the psychology for setting it up for you. And that's how I want you to think about it rather than getting all tense and stressed about thinking about yourself and what if I get hurt and you know what, things happen in life. We all know that we, we read about it. We see it. We have friends. We know people. Um, that's, that's life. Things happen and we have to deal with it. It's the way we deal with it that can help us. So that is what today's show is going to be all about. We are going to take our very first break and when we come back, we're going to jump in and start talking about different ideas, different concepts and uh, start talking about some of the things that you can either look into yourself or go talk to your advisor about if you have one. If you don't have an advisor, I'm not saying you have to have one. It certainly doesn't hurt and it can help if you have the right one. Um, but it's got to be somebody you're comfortable with. So let's take our first break and we'll uh, we'll talk about that. You are listening to Financially Speaking with myself, Kathy Cook-Noble, on the Inspired Choices Network. And when we return, we're going to continue to talk about how to, how to protect and insure against uh, any sort of emergency that takes place and look after our families. We'll be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. 
listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Noble, and you are listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. And before we went to break, we were just talking about what it means to insure and protect your family and your estate. And we are going to talk more about that now. And yes, that includes life insurance. It also includes something called disability insurance and it includes something called critical illness. Um, there's also something that we could do, a universal loan insurance. Yes, I know the word insurance usually... People roll their eyes at me, but the reason we have it is to protect against things that could happen. So I'm not going to say that you need to go out and get all kinds of insurance. That is not at all what you need to do. You need to get what works for you and what parts are appropriate for you. So not every, first of all, not everybody can qualify. So it is a privilege to have insurance. And I've always believed that even before I was ever in the financial industry. It is a privilege and it is not a right. So not everybody is absolutely going to be guaranteed, required when they go in to get it, that uh, they're going to get it. So, or they might qualify, but they might have something pre-existing or they might have something going on and they might uh, pay a higher premium. And I'll tell you, the easiest one for most people to understand is smoking. If you're a smoker, you pay more, you're higher risk. It's just that simple. So like it or not, there's no judgment here. There's no opinions on it that's just i'm just giving you the facts the reality of how it works in the industry so there are obviously pre-existing conditions could cost you a higher premium or they could even uh, exclude you from being eligible for qualifying so this is just a general conversation you really need to get specific your specific information to get uh, a quote to get uh, actual commentary on whether or not you qualify, what you qualify for, how much you qualify for. There's so many variables that depend on your your age and your smoking status and some health questions sometimes. So let's talk about uh, let's talk about life insurance. Let's jump right in because that's when people fear the most, I think, because that means that they're no longer with us. So life insurance is really about covering off 
any expenses or replacing your income for a certain period of time for your family that's going to be left behind. So if you owe, this is an easy example for most people to understand, is a mortgage on their house. So if you have a mortgage on your house, you and your spouse, and you went in to the mortgage person that set your mortgage up and they said, okay, how much do you make person A and how much does your spouse make you person B? And they say, okay, you qualify for a $300,000 house or whatever the number is, right? So you go out and you buy your house and you get your mortgage and that house is now dependent on two incomes, person A and person B. So if something happens to either one of those people and they're they're no longer with us, can person A, for example, that's left behind, handle the payments on the house? Because we've talked, the mortgage is based on two incomes. You're going to have property taxes. You're going to have utilities. You're going to have any potential renovations or repairs that come up. You're going to have lawn maintenance if it's a house, if it's not a condo. If it's a condo, you're going to have condo fees. If, um, if you have a pool, it's going to require maintenance. If you don't have a pool, fine. If you have lots of gardens, they're going to require maintenance. It's, it's, um, it's not just the mortgage. So you have all these other pieces of the puzzle. So if something happens to person B, can person A afford the house on their income? There's, a, there's such a, in this day and age, from the majority of the people, there are some of you out there that absolutely, you're going to say yes, no problem. I get that. There are some of you out there for sure. But this is for the majority of people. The answer is no. Because you base that that purchase on both incomes, you're relying on both incomes to pay those bills. And if that one income disappears, the other income can't handle it. That's what life insurance is for. Life insurance is not meant to be um, you're not, you know, you're not going to replace the person and they're not going to miss you less. There's not, it has nothing to do with the emotional part of it whatsoever. It has 100% to do with the financial part of it. So life insurance is for that example, majority of the time, is to replace the income. You either have enough insurance that A, pays off the mortgage if that's what you wish. It's not required if somebody dies, you have to pay off the mortgage, but it's a, it's part of a good plan if, if people can handle it. Uh, it replaces the income maybe for a year. If you have small children and you've been planning for education funds for them, and it helps to to save up and put the money in the education fund. Um, if there's debt outstanding, which is in a lot of cases, your average person is going to have a mortgage, they're going to have a car payment, they're probably going to have a little bit of credit card debt, they're going to have kids that they're paying for education for or trying to save up for. And that's what the life insurance is going to do. It's going to check off all the boxes of, of paying those bills. And it's that simple. That's what it does. Now, is that the only thing life insurance does? No, of course not. There's all kinds of very cool things that you can do with life insurance as a strategy for tax planning. And you can, which typically is in a business setting. So you can use life insurance as a very cool strategy for tax planning and uh, and succession planning. Um, and, and, and quite honestly, the other thing that people don't think about with life insurance is it creates wealth for the next generation. So you might have, let's say your, your mortgage is paid off. You have no car payment. You have money in the bank. Your kids is, are all done their education. The education is paid for. And what, why would you have life insurance? Life insurance is another way to pass wealth on to the next generation. So if you want to leave money to your kids or your grandkids or a charity or um, uh, 
a cousin, whoever you want to leave it to, you can create wealth for the next generation. And it's that simple. So people make it sound complicated and it's really not. That's your big three reasons for having life insurance. So the question becomes, what kind of life insurance? Well, again, I'm going to preface it by saying everybody is different. This is not for everybody. This is not a uh, one size fits all. As I always tell you, you have to go get professional advice yourself and make sure that these products fit just for you. So there's something, there's two different kinds of insurance. There's temporary insurance and there is permanent insurance. So as you guessed, temporary is for a fixed period of time, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, five years, whatever. And permanent insurance is forever. So for as long as you're here, you have the insurance. It's permanent. So if that's the case, then there's going to be a bit of difference in price, don't you think? The temporary is probably going to be cheaper because you're not going to have it for as long. So that's true. The premium is going to be a little bit less. But when you, you have to look at things comparing apples to apples. If I tell you the premium for term insurance is less money than the premium for the permanent insurance today, and you base your decision on today, this is cheaper today, but you don't look at the fact that over the course of 20 years, the permanent insurance is actually going to work out better because every time you renew your term insurance, you are older and you could have uh, health effects that are going to impact it. So your term insurance actually will increase in premium every time you renew it from, say, it's 10 years. So every 10 years when it renews, the premium is going to go up. So what permanent insurance does is it gives you a, um, uh, and I'm going to use the budget word, but it gives you an amount of money you can budget. So you know that every month you're going to be paying that same amount of money and it's not going to go up unless you choose to make it go up. And I'll tell you about that in a minute. But it's not going to go up because you have to renew it or because your health changed. Once you have the permanent in place and you keep it in place, that's it. You don't have to requalify. You don't have to apply again. You don't have to worry about the rate jumping up on you because you got older. That's it. We set it. <laughs> I was going to say set it and forget it. But wasn't that from an infomercial? Um, anyway, you... You set it and then you revisit it every year as part of your plan, as part of your financial plan, and it just becomes another asset in your portfolio that you're you're working with. Because a permanent insurance plan can also have this extra cool benefit of having an investment portion to it. So, for instance, if you have um, what's called in Canada a universal life product, then you have this ability to grow insurance uh, investment inside of it, the plan, and it can be very tax efficient, which efficient we like, tax efficient. And you also have the opportunity, if it's inside of a whole life product, that it can be buying up more insurance for you. So you can actually be adding more insurance to your policy without having to qualify, without having to ask, answer any health questions, without having to have to worry about being diagnosed with anything and them taking your life insurance away. Because once you have it, you have it. And then the other thing that people should know is I mentioned before that if you're a smoker, your premium is going to be higher. And that's true. However, some people quit smoking, which is great. I, I mean, for so many reasons, I'm not going to get into the health part of it, but from a financial point of view, it's expensive and it, can, it costs money to smoke and it costs money to have 
your policy rated higher as a smoker. So, I mean, just from a financial point of view, you can save money when you stop smoking. So what happens with your policy, though, here in Canada is uh, you can have, and I'm, I, I feel like it's the same in the U.S., but I, you'd have to check for sure if it's the same exact time. But if you're 100% smoke-free for 12 months, for most companies, you can, you can apply and be rated as a non-smoker. So what does that mean? That means you just become a non-smoker and your premium changes. They're not going to revalue, they're not going to requalify you or anything like that. They're going to look and they're going to come, they're going to do the, whatever they do to check and test to make sure you're a non-smoker. And if you're a non-smoker, you're a non-smoker. And you have to have been non-smoking for 12 months. So you actually can get the insurance in place today as a smoker and say, you know what, I am going to quit smoking, so I'll pay the higher rate and I'll have it in place now so I know that I can qualify and I'm healthy and everything. And then in 12 months, when I'm a non-smoker, I'll apply to get myself reduced to be a non-smoker. So you have options. So people who are out there that are thinking, well, I am a smoker, so I'll wait until I'm not smoking, and then I'll get the insurance so I get the lower rate. I like to say to you guys, um, don't wait, because you can change that status down the road. And B, you don't know what your health's going to be in 12 months, and you don't want to get yourself in a position where you waited and something happens, and then now you don't either either don't qualify or you developed a some permanent health situation. So, you know, I always tell people the best time to do something is right now. It would it'd be nice if we could all start planning when we're you know a month old, but since we don't, <laughs> most people, then uh, let's do it now. So that's one of the the great things about life insurance, and that is that is it. There, it's that's simple. You can look at it and uh, there's different companies and, you know, a few companies have different, you know, cool things that go with it and that's great. But for the most part, that's what you're looking at. So we are going to take our second break um, for tonight. And when we come back, we'll answer one of the questions that's in our chat room. And we will also talk about what happens if you get hurt or sick while you're here and just can't work for a little while but you can go back to work after because that is is sometimes more devastating than if if um you got hurt and passed away because that is an income that you now have to produce to keep you healthy and pay for medication and stuff so we'll talk about that when we come back you are listening to financially speaking with myself kathy cook noble on the Inspired Choices Network. And when we return, we are going to answer questions and talk more about Insure and Protect. We'll be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Money is complicated, right? Actually, no, it's not. 
You don't have to be a trader on Wall Street to get a handle on your money. TV shows often instill fear to keep you believing you can't understand it or do anything yourself. If dealing with your finances brings up a lot of other F-words, then you need to read All Ladies Should Use the F-Word, A Guide to Loving Your Finances by Kathy Cook Noble. Kathy helps you take control of your finances and leave the other F-word, fear, in the dust. This is Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. I am Kathy Cook-Noble, and you are listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. And today we're talking about in protect and insure. And before I went to break, I was just talking about the, the way life insurance works. And I have to confess, this is actually one of my favorite topics when I talk to people because uh, it just does so many things to help families. The investing and saving is fun, putting getting people out of debt and getting on budget, that's also extremely fun and rewarding and and it's it's so exciting to see people as they start to, to grow and advance with their finances. Uh, but I have to tell you, the insurance is one of my favorite uh, because there's just so many things that it can do that uh, is just, I think it's so cool. It's just so exciting how it can step in the place of your income and it takes over as your paycheck. How cool is that, that you can actually have something step in and be your paycheck if you get hurt or if you get sick? Or if something were to happen to you and your family is devastated because they've lost you and they're mourning that, then the life insurance policy steps in and takes over all the financial part of it if you have planned it correctly. And all your family has to do is miss you and worry about how they're coping with not having you there rather than adding this enormous, enormous stress of financial burden. So I just, it's one of my favorite topics. So before we went to break, there's a question that we got in the chat room, and it was, does life insurance pay very much if something happens to a person shortly after they start the policy? And the short answer is yes. The The reason I say the short answer is yes, because as long as it is natural causes and as long as there's no fraud involved, then yes, the answer is yes. The insurance company, if something were to happen to, to person A, they bought a policy today and six months from now they had a heart attack and died, the insurance company would pay out providing that there was no um, wrong, wrong, intentionally wrong information on their application. Like if they had a heart condition and they didn't disclose it that as a pre-existing condition, or they would investigate that, or if it was not natural causes, then uh, it would not pay out at all because there's a two-year waiting period on almost all insurance companies for anything that's not natural causes. So, uh, yes, the answer, the short answer is yes. Um, I want to talk to you a little bit now about, so that's what happens. The life insurance is replacing your income for your family, right? So life insurance is for somebody else. Disability and critical illness insurance or universal loan insurance, uh, automotive insurance, house insurance, medical insurance, uh, warranty, extended warranty insurance, uh, warranty on your smartphone, 
warranty on your computer. That's all insurance. That's all for you. So those kind of insurances are all for you, for you while you're alive when you need them. So you don't need your car insurance unless you have a problem with your car. You don't need your home insurance unless you have a problem with your house. You don't use your warranty, which is an insurance, on your smartphone unless your phone breaks or your computer breaks. Um, and you don't use your disability insurance unless you get hurt and can't work. So let's start with disability. I'm going to save critical illness to the end because I think of all of them, that might be my absolute favorite. So it, not that I'm trying to play favorites with them. They're all equally fantastic. But if I had to pick a favorite, I think it'd be critical illness. So let's talk about disability. What is disability? So people, when I say the word disability, they think, well, that's if you're born with a physical or mental impairment that is different, right? So if you could have a disability, uh, a learning disability. You could be where they, you know, I'm just giving examples of stuff that we might be familiar with. So if you're dyslexic, they might say, oh, well, you've got a learning disability. So you learn a little bit differently. Yep, true. I don't know, some people, um, you know, I've had friends that say their disability is actually a gift because they, they learn different things more, uh, they learn different things differently. And uh, anyway, it's just sometimes it's a gift. But when I'm talking about disability insurance, I am talking about income replacement because you got hurt. So you're, you may not be what you, what you are considering disabled in the sense of physical or mental, because most people think of that as something permanent. In this case, it could be permanent, for sure it could, but it also could be temporary. So if you are out horseback riding and you get kicked by the horse, you get thrown off the horse, and you break your collarbone, <clears throat> let's say, and you're going to heal. You might have surgery. You're obviously going to be in some kind of physiotherapy and traction for a while. And you're going to be recovering. So you broke your collarbone. You might not be able to work for six months. That doesn't mean you're permanently disabled. It doesn't mean you're not going back to work ever. That means you're not going to be able to work for six months, eight months, whatever the case is. So let's call it six months. So in six months, um, what are you going to do for income? It didn't happen at work, so there's a chance, uh, depending on how your group, if you have group benefits, depending on how, and if your group benefits has disability, depending on how it's worded, um, you might get something. So let's say, and it's not going to pay you the full amount. They don't, that's not how they're set up. For the average, and this is the average majority that I'm talking about, not the outlying unique few percent that might have something different. But for the average person, if you have group benefits and if you have disability with your group benefits, that's not going to pay you your full wage. So you can do one of two things. You can just hope that you have it or you can make sure that you have it. And if you hope that you have it, that means you're going to have to somehow come up with money to survive for the next six months to pay for groceries and pay for your physio if you don't have benefits, medical benefits, and if it's not covered, pay for your groceries, pay for your taxes, because your car payment, your taxes, your house insurance, your car insurance, your hydro bills, they all still have to be paid, right? Rather, whether we can afford it, whether we're sick, whether we're healthy, it doesn't matter. Those hydro companies just is like, you know what? The lights are on, pay your bill. So that's what we have to cover. Now, if we don't, if we have disability through our group plan, let's say we'll take that example first, and it's not paying the full amount, 
then we can get our own policy to supplement that. So maybe we don't need to get our own disability policy to cover our full in- income, but maybe we get the disability policy that says, you know what, this is what we have for the group plan, and I I need to have $3,000 a month in income. My group plan pays 1200 so I'll get my own plan that will pay me another 1500 right? So that's one option. The other option is you can get something and get a universal loan insurance policy and it covers off your debt. So you're not going to get income for it, but maybe what you do is you have a combination of your policy that's going to pay you a little bit of income, not enough, but then you have another policy that just pays for whatever debt you have owing, like your mortgage or your car payment or your credit card or whatever. So that's a couple options. And these are things you want to talk to your advisor about. Get your own personal plan done up so you know what works best for you. And then you can have a look at it and say, yeah, that makes sense to have the whole plan in place. And uh, I, I I really think that if you just want to go talk to an advisor and say, hey, can you put this together? If they don't want to or it's not their thing, and it's possible because not all advisors focus on you know exactly the same thing. No, no two doctors are exactly the same. Sometimes you have a general practitioner. Sometimes you have a, a heart specialist. Sometimes you have a ears, eyes, and throat specialist. Uh, any or no? What is that? <laughs> yeah, something like that. Eyes, nose, and ears specialist. Anyway, whatever you know what I mean. All the doctors, they all have their specialties. So same with advisors. They all can have ears, nose, and throat. Yes, thank you. <laughs> I need some help on that. See, I'm not a medical person, but I can help them with their money. So everybody's different in terms of what they do in an occupation. So if you have an advisor whose specialty is is really more of uh, estate planning, then go talk to them and they probably are going to have some great strategies for insurance. If some advisors are more about debt management and helping people get out of debt, then great, go talk to them if that's what you need. But uh, ask them if we can put the whole plan together, right? So that's just uh, some of your insight there. But disability insurance is if you got hurt, hurt. This is not if you got sick. You can have part. Um, you can have a disability for illness as well. So you could have disability for um, if you got hurt as far as breaking a bone, soft tissue, or and or you can have part of your policy to say if I got sick and I couldn't work. So say you're off for. 12 months because you're going through chemotherapy, then it could pay and replace your income for that 12 months. So those are the things you want to ask because, again, disability is kind of a wide word to define. And in our case, when we're talking to our advisor, we want to say we want disability to cover if we get hurt because we were on horseback riding at kicked by the horse, so we're covered 24-7 whether it's work-related or not. That's an option. And you might say, I also want to be covered if I get sick. So those are two types of disability and those are two things that you definitely want to talk about and say, okay, let's have a look and see what what makes sense for the amount of money I need based on my income and whether it makes sense for, you know, if it's how long I'm going to receive the benefits because you're not going to be on them forever. At least that's the plan. But if you do happen to become permanently disabled, you want to ask, you know, does the plan cover you for that? So, that is what your uh, homework is to find out about disability insurance. And for those of you who are self-employed out there, 
uh, I strongly encourage you to go talk to somebody because you definitely need something there. Um, we are up to our second break for the night. So we're going to take our second break and then we're going to come back and talk about, um, I'm going to say it's my favorite. I'm going to talk about critical illness. So when we come back, we'll, we'll talk about that. You are listening to Financially Speaking with myself, Kathy Cook-Noble, on the Inspired Choices Network. And when we return, we're going to continue to talk about protecting and ensuring ourselves and our family. And we will be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Money is complicated, right? Actually, no, it's not. You don't have to be a trader on Wall Street to get a handle on your money. TV shows often instill fear to keep you believing you can't understand it or do anything yourself. If dealing with your finances brings up a lot of other F-words, then you need to read All Ladies Should Use the F-Word, A Guide to Loving Your Finances by Kathy Cook-Noble. Kathy helps you take control of your finances and leave the other F-word, fear, in the dust. This is Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. I am Kathy Cook-Noble on the Inspired Choices Network, and this is Financially Speaking. And today we're talking about protect and insure. So before we went to the break, we were we talked about disability, and before that we talked about life insurance. And now we're going to talk about something called critical illness insurance. And I said it's it's probably my favorite, and I'll tell you the reason I think it's my favorite is because if you're like me, you like to have options, and you like to have the ability to control what's happening to you and your money. So I, I don't want to say I'm a control freak, but I might be a little bit. So, and I'm only saying that because uh, if my family were here, they'd probably say I was. But anyway, I like to control what's happening. And it's always in a good way, absolutely, that I'm a control freak because I like to be able to say, this is what I want to do with my money. This is what I want to be able to do with my time. This is what I want to do with my health. So that uh, the decision is mine. And for those of you in uh, that are listening that are in Canada, um, are, we have a decent healthcare system. There's no question about it. But for those of you that are listening in the U.S., it's not the healthcare system you think it is because not everything is for free. And you do pay for stuff. And we do have group benefits here because things aren't always covered. And critical illness is one of my favorites because 
if something were to happen to somebody, you got diagnosed, and we all know people that have been diagnosed with cancer or have suffered cancer or been through cancer treatments. So it's an easy one to give an example for because we can all relate to somebody. And if somebody gets diagnosed with cancer, then we know that it's going to be, it's, there's a very high chance that they could, they could, uh, I say beat it, but I, I think the word is, uh, going to, uh, they can conquer that particular cancer and they'll still live. And that's great because there's so much great technology out there and, uh, um, health benefits and there's just great doctors and remission. That is the word. Thank you, Keisha. That you can go into remission with it. Sometimes you just have a mind blank, don't you? And anyway, so if you go into remission, you're going to live and you could live a long, healthy, happy life, which is fantastic. But that small blip in time that you have to go through your treatment, you're you're not going to be working. You're not going to feel well. You're not going to probably want to be out and about and dealing with people, but you still have to pay your bills. And that's just the reality of it. Critical illness is what steps in as this beautiful, here's a check, do what you want, tax-free, go on a trip, pay your bills, whatever you need to do. So if you have a check, if you have a critical illness policy that pays you $100,000 and you got diagnosed with cancer and you're off work for six months going through treatment and somebody walks in, your advisor comes in and they say, hey, here's your critical illness check, here's $100,000, go cash it, tax-free, do what you want, no strings attached. That's what I like about it. I get the control of doing whatever I want. So I could say, yeah, that's great. I'm going to be off for six months. So I know I've got six months worth of bills paid. And then I'm, I'm going to have money left over. So I might, <clears throat> I might say, you know what? After I'm done my treatment, I'm going to take a trip and celebrate being done my treatment. Totally fine. Totally cool. I can do it. Absolutely. No strings attached. Or you might say to yourself, you know what? I'm going to check and see who is the absolute top in the world doctor for this particular type of cancer. And I might use that money, that $100,000 you just gave me, and fly to, if it's France, let's say the doctor's in France, that's the specialist in, my, in that particular type of cancer, then I can fly to France and I can get treatment from him and I, got, I can use that money for it. There are no strings attached. That's what I like about it. Not only is it covering you and taking off all the stress of saying, how am I going to pay for my bills while I'm off six months recovering, it's saying, here's the money up front, one lump, do what you want with it, no strings attached, no, attached, no tax, and it's all yours. That's what I like about it. And that's where I'm, I look at that and I think, wow, I just, I love it. I love it so much. That's what we gave our kids for Christmas a few years ago. So I just think it's one of those things where you get it in place when you're young. They're young. They're healthy. It's cheap. For in, The premium is in comparison to their age and their I mean, they have no health issues. They're pre-qualified. You can't take it away. Like, there's just so many great things about it that I love. So in your conversation with your overall plan, don't forget your critical illness because a lot of people don't know about it, don't think about it, um, and, and wouldn't know to ask about it. So ask your advisor when you're talking to them about it because it's, it's actually, a, I think it's just wonderful. So that's one of my favorites, and that's how we can protect and ensure ourselves and our family and just live a happy, healthy life. Even when these little hiccups come along in the road, we're prepared for it because we're not going to be financially ruined. And I know a lot of people in the U.S. will will understand this when I say one of their biggest, biggest expenses that devastates people financially is healthcare. And when you get hit with some kind of health crisis, 
that crisis is going to happen now and it's going to last potentially six months, eight months, maybe a year, uh, maybe two years. But the reality of it is the crisis will be over and at the end of it, you'll be financially devastated. And I've seen that happen to people here who they take their whatever their savings was when they got sick and or hurt and the savings get used for daily living. So the the retirement plan became a now plan. And that's uh, really tough to recover from when you have to start all over again. So especially when we have things in place that we can avoid having to have to do that. So those are some tips on things to talk to an advisor about. Um, protecting and insuring is something that we can all do. And insurance is, that's how it works. And I read it that the lower the risk is the lower the insurance premium. So get it when you get any of these kind of insurances, even your car insurance, we know. Now, car insurance is a little bit different because the lower the risk is not the lower the age, in that case, <laughs> all the time. But for the most part, the lower the risk, the lower the insurance premiums. And the lower the it, and it is still for the cars. It's just the young males are usually higher risk. That's why their premiums are higher. So in our case, all insurance is, if you're a lower risk, you have a low premium. It's just that simple. So those are things that we can talk to our advisors about. Work into our plan. Talk to your family about it. Don't be afraid to talk to your family. I, like I mentioned, and I probably just brushed by it casually, that we bought critical illness for the kids for Christmas a few years ago. And that's their gift, and we pay for it every year. And we're happy to do it because we know of all the great benefits. And I certainly don't want anything to happen to them, but I know that as they, they're locked in, they're young, they're healthy, they have it now. So if anything happens to them when they're older and I'm not here, uh, they're covered. So I don't want them to have to be financially devastated because they got sick. So talk to your family. It's it's not a taboo issue. We all know people that have, and you don't have to talk about yourself if it makes you feel uncomfortable. Talk about the family that you know who went through a diagnosis of heart attack or someone had a cancer or whatever and say, you know what, these are some options on how they can help that. So those are some things that you can talk about. We can't control what's going to happen to us in that respect, but we can control how we deal with it and the premiums we make. So take care of yourself, take care of your health, and take care of your finances if something happens to your health. And again, we will see you back here on Financially Speaking next week, and we will tackle more financial fun. And we'll see you next week. Thank you for choosing to listen to Financially Speaking Radio Show. Kathy Cook-Noble will return next Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspireChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by making the choices that bring you all that you desire.